it's the equivalent to what earth goddess should be is the things that also give you two faith stone circles this is what we want this is what we asked for for civ more updates to change the meta you got it don't complain about it that's i'll leave it there yeah <laughs> civ community quit your whining everybody and welcome to another episode of the Civ Show podcast where we suck so you don't have to. I'm your host Moisos. Raising Zozo. And Nystagmus. And it is patch day baby. Gather your notes together. Yep. Drink your teas. Get your pens and flick them in the air. I don't know whatever you do Zo. You just you always have to you always have a pen in your hand when you were talking. Do you do that to look smarter? I, I've noticed that. You look smarter. Yeah, it's hard. Wow. It's hard. It's hard for a fellow like me to look smarter. You know, but I think it's really easy. You have a long way to go up. Yeah. Well, imagine if I had glasses. Wow. Yeah. Man. Wow. Glasses. I see this. I can see it coming together. Or like if I had the hair of like the aliens guy. I'm not saying that the hair would make me look smarter, but <laughs> aliens, you know, does it make the aliens guy look smarter? Well, uh, I don't know. I disagree. I don't know. I he looks like a mad scientist. Make, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it makes him look very reliable, I think, uh, as a source of credible information. Yeah, it's not like he's a meme where it's like the exact opposite of that. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Nothing at Speaking all. Speaking of credible Nothing information, we have all of the information for the February patch notes for Civilization VI New Frontier pass so why don't you introduce the first thing and the most important thing added to the february patch you mean the new uh the the, the new uh change to dover yeah i know like we're all <laughs> we've been waiting we've been Still waiting terrible. for years and i'm i'm pleased to say that it's simply not good enough uh, are you are you more. trying to summon carl to the stream i want that it <laughs> automatically builds a spaceport when you discover dover okay that's what i want to see the Barbarian Clans game mode. I actually experimented with this today. And mm. oh my goodness gracious, this is going to be really interesting. And I just see the potential for like so much frustration as well. So the new game mode basically has that a Barbarian tribe can slowly develop and eventually become a city state. Um, if they're pruned in the right direction or if you just leave them alone. However, it comes with some drawbacks, and I still don't know how vampires work with them, because no longer if, if, if you find an empty camp, no longer does your guy entering it make the camp disappear. Right. That that's not a thing anymore. You now have to decide you can either raid it, which will keep it around and give you gold, but it also removes their uh, becoming civilized score which is kind of cool. Basically, you're the barbarian to them, which I think is really cool. Or or really? you can. Yeah. So like you can like so you like rate it for like 20 gold or something like that. But it makes their civilization meter go down so you can spend. Oh, oh. Yeah. So you can spend gold and it'll make the civilization meter go up. So you can be like, I'll bribe them. So, oh, they're like, oh, you'll give us gold to not attack you which is really convenient if you have a trade route that's about to cross right through them. You can bribe them to attack other people. Uh, and every time you pay them, their meter goes up, right? But otherwise, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll take a long time for them to eventually become a city-state. However, How if long, you, roughly? How many, how many turns? So Sorry. on, I, I can say that on online speed, it took, I think it takes... I think it takes like 50 turns, something along okay. that. That's so it's, a, it's, it's so it's like a meter. OK, so it's like basically like your tech meter. So it has its own little meter. And I'm just I have a game actually open um, on another window and it looks like all of the city states have been. I, yeah, they've all they've all turned into city states. Uh, I could see that being really annoying in the in the in the wrong circumstance. So. It might have actually been 80 and then 80 turns, but then it takes there's things that you can do to speed it up. Right. So, for instance, the yeah. bribery was like eight points. So if you give them bribery, that's like eight turns for them have passed. If the meter reaches maximum, they'll transform into a city state, just like they're now a city state. So it'll, it, it, it is good and bad. It's good in that having an extra city state can be great, especially if you're in a game where like everyone's the Maori and there are no city states. So that would, you know, <laughs> that would be one good thing about it. 
But it could also be or or that if you have a barbarian state that's been there like the whole game that's just pumping out units, if that suddenly turned into a city state, that could be great. It could be bad, though, if it's in a place that like basically now corners you in. Like, I guess it's a free city. You can go after it. Right. Yeah. So anyways, if you take a unit and you enter this empty camp, yeah, it no longer just instantly turns. So you get you're given two choices. You can either raid it for gold and it'll lose some of its culture because uh, you're t- you're you're reminding it of their roots. I think it's what it is. Or you can just rate you can raise it. And if you raise it, you get 10 experience. No gold. That's no it. gold. And it disappears. Yeah. No gold. So wow. it, they, they've changed it now. It's no longer a guarantee for gold. It's either you're going to get gold by raising it, raiding it, and I think you have to wait a few turns before you can do it again, or you right. can just get rid of it and the the unit. But I don't recall. I don't think you got experience in the past for doing it. Not for a just for combat, not necessarily for, for combat the camp yeah. itself. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, so it's neat. And then the fact that you can get uh, city-states that weren't originally in the game. So like the game that I was playing, the one that turned into a city-state, it turned into Valletta. Right. So now now Valletta's entered the game and Valletta's great. On to the already additional default number that you had. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you can have potentially more city states than the maximum allowed on the map. I'm guessing that's the case. And I think we asked this question before. It's like, is it that you've put it at eight and until there's seven, there won't be one? I think it just adds it. So potentially yeah. you could end up having all of these extra city states, which means that your, you know, your diplomacy is going up and uh, the potential for extra powers is going up and there's more suzerain states going up and cities to conquer. And it's just it, so that's a really interesting flavor. However, I don't know how vampires work yet. And I don't know if they've changed the wording of it. But like I, when I raided it and ended it, it, I, a vampire didn't pop up or anything like that so i'm not sure about that part of it i'm okay with that like you know vampires are great and i'm just like quickly bringing up vampires if they changed anything about how to acquire it so i'm not sure i i'm guessing that when you when you raid it and destroy it sorry when you destroy it i'm guessing the there must be they it, I, I'm, I'm hoping they didn't that's get rid my of guess vampires. too i think you have to yeah. destroy it i think that's my guess too yeah that's my guess nystagmus what do you think about it and after that do you want to take us through the the clan types as well? yeah so uh i think it's a great idea uh i said this the last time too um you know the 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 interactions with the barbarians is always kind of uh one dimensional right you, you find one you gotta you gotta kill them you don't kill them mm-hmm. you're screwed kind of sort of um you can watch my uh different perspectives video in the gall when i got like raided by a thousand barbarians all at once and and it gets scary right but this new kind of one that they did is a lot more realistic because you can just negotiate with them and negotiate that they just don't attack you anymore right you just pay them off they don't attack you i like the idea that you can like enlist their units into your army but that's a great idea as well or you can bribe them to attack other people or you can kill them you know killing them is still an option it just allows more flexibility with a barb camp, because before it was like un- unquestionable, right? You find a barb camp, you got to destroy the barb camp, right? Yes. And then them turning into city-states makes so much sense. I really hope that that means by late game, there's no more barb camps just randomly like in the Ar- Antarctica or somewhere that have like, like, you know, there's like a tank, a barbarian tank just rolling around. They- they've all by that time turned into city-states so that they're it's more, you know, realistic, I guess. Like, like the world evolves with you kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So there really shouldn't be like these camps like kind of hanging around. Right. Um, and so I think I love that idea of it. So I, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. So we'll, we'll see when we inevitably do it on the sip show. Um, and uh, uh, take us through the clan types though. Take us through these clan. Types. Yeah. So now they're, they're, there are bar- barbarian clan- clans. There's seven of them. They have their own range of units and they also have different map conditions when they appear. Right. So they can have the ability to field different units from sibs too. So they don't just have, like the basic units, like warriors or spearmen or archers, they can have like the eagle warriors and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Or war carts. I'm assuming war carts, right? That's oh, the one we're all geez. scared of. Okay, yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be terrifying. One of them is the uh, Flatland Clan. So they prefer, uh, prefer to place their outposts and uh, outposts in open territory, away from woods and hills. 
They prefer a balance of melee units uh, for attack and ranged units for defense. So that's ranged just... defense. I've never seen that in a barb camp before. Wow, it's always a spearman. Yeah, I never. I rarely ever see. Um, I've seen slingers. Like they spawn slingers a lot. They don't yeah, really spawn yeah. archers all that much, right? Like it happens. But inside the camp is always a spearman. Always a spearman. So yeah. This is saying probably even just a ranged unit in in the inside as a defense. That's yeah. interesting. Then there's the Woodland Clan, so that's and they all kind of go by like their name, right? So the name kind of gives it away. But they prefer their outposts uh, adjacent to woods and rainforests. They like ranged units more than the melee units, um, and they use them both for attack and defense. They're, I guess, they're kind of like more aggressive, I guess, right? Because they would use a mix of units for for each of them, whereas the other ones have a more of a bias towards using only melee for attack and range for defense. And then the Hills Clan. So they prefer their outposts on open terrain with hills, and then they strongly prefer melee units, even to the point of excluding ranged units completely. Oh, so they're very, very heavily biased uh, against the ranged units. The rover clan. So that's not one that's that's obvious by the name. It, it, you gotta kind of know what they mean by rover. They require a nearby horse resource. So it's kind of cool if you can find a rover clan, then you know that horses are nearby. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the same like trick you can do with uh, Maui. If like he can't use his ability that there must be some sort of right. resource there. Um, yes. I actually yes. used you'd be proud of me, Moy. Last game, I actually used like the tags that like tag that there are resources when I had Maui, when I couldn't use like his ability. <laughs> You'll be proud of me, Moy. I did something. I cool. did something good. <laughs> so they prefer their place at outposts in open terrain away from woods. They prefer mounted units as as many as possible, both light and heavy cavalry. Okay. Usually when uh, barbarians in the old game were using cavalry, it's always the light cavalry, right? Like the horse mm-hmm. archer or like the horseman. Now imagine if, like knights just showing up and like their heavy cavalry. Oh, not cool, man. Then how I about barbarian Laneros? Oh. The barbarian Laneros. How about that? Oh, I, that, could be, that could be a thing. <laughs> oh my God. It could be a thing. So then there's the chariot clan. So they re- also require nearby horses. And they prefer to place their outposts in the desert. So they must be like the Rover clan, but in the desert instead. And they prefer mounted vehicles. And so this is the war carts. I'm assuming this mounted is war vehicles. carts. Okay. War carts, chariots, knights. I think yeah. that's, yeah. Oh, oh Yeah, man. so that, that's got to be the, the war cart clan right there. The jungle clan. So maybe this is like a, an indirect nerf to like Mali, right? Because they got to spawn near desert or they have a bias towards desert. And now they're going to respond next to these rover, uh, these chariot clans that have war carts, right? You just make sure you have a couple of spearmen, maybe the one or two spearmen. Okay, yeah. you can't in one sentence be super scared of war carts and then be like, "Well, pff, you know, just hard counter them, okay. bro." War carts, no, war carts are scary <laughs> as heck because war carts can still beat spearmen. But I'm talking about like I'm talking about at least like horsemen. They can defend against horsemen. But war carts are scary no matter what. Yeah, you're... Oh, man. So that's what I meant by the nerf. I wasn't talking about horsemen when I said that. I meant the okay, war carts. Okay, my bad, my bad. So the jungle clan. So they require nearby ivory. So they gotta be near ivory. So oh. guess what kind of uh, thing they might use? Elephants. Yeah, they use a mixture of light and heavy cover units supported by foot and range units. I'm assuming they're gonna use elephants, though. Everything. They use everything. Yeah. And then there's the seafaring clan. So the seafaring clan... They always have coastal plots. They defend their outposts with land-based cavalry units, but otherwise they exclusively use navy, melee, and ranged units for scouting and attacking. So wait, land-based anti-cavalry. I think you misread yeah, that. Yeah, anti-cavalry. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I nothing is worse than barbarian boats. Nothing is worse. I hate them so much. They always have so many, way more boats than you have boats, and they always kill your boats, and it's annoying as heck. I hate this seafaring is going to be the bane of my existence calling it right now i think this is cool uh Zoe, what was what, what what clans did you run into i ran into the seafarer clan which i ended up destroying and then i also ran into i think the flatland clan and i actually invested in them i was like okay i'm gonna i'm going to see if i can get you to to, to stick around and then of course the computer after like and it was almost there at city state status and then the computer came and destroyed it i'm like damn <laughs> so that's kind of annoying that you can put all that gold in and then lose it now 
The thing that I didn't realize, and then I'm like, okay, this could actually, if you use this strategically, when you raid, I didn't, because I didn't end up doing a raid for the one that I, the seafarer one, I was like, no, that, like, this is exactly where I wanted to build a city. Apparently, when you raid them, it produces a unit. So they make a unit in response to you raiding them. Yeah. So you're, um, uh, they're immune to being raided for a little while. And then a defending unit spawns in reprisal. So to oh. me, that means like in the right circumstance, you know, I, I can go and I can make it a pain in the butt for, you know, a, a computer player, or a fellow Civ show ho- player uh, where like, oh, I'm going to go and raid and they'll uh, just keep it alive so that they'll keep making units to spawn and uh, annoy my enemy with. So, yeah, th- that's what I encountered. I didn't encounter like they didn't stay around long enough. But I guess now when if a if a barbarian takes over one of your civilian units, you can actually buy it back from them. Yeah, which is that's, that's a cool. neat feature. Yeah. How much is that, though? Does it depend on the it's, unit? It's going to likely depend on the unit. Probably not cheap. And then I, I see here that if you do that, they progress. The clan will gain Pro, or was it lose progress? Lose, lose, lose progress. progress. So uh, I, I guess you know your unit being there is good for them to be civilized and giving them <laughs> giving it back. They're like, well, we like them. They made us T-shirts. I well, don't know. if you think about it, it's like, wow, we have this builder. Like he's gonna do such good things to our clan. Oh my gosh! And then you take it away from them. Like, oh, our progress, all our progress. What we need heck? things, things to help us go. They will make us strong. The Stagmus knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think uh, I think hiring the clan, though, to bully your neighbor, I, that is going to be one of the most fun things to do in the early game. A hundred percent. Well, especially if it if it also converts them to a city state in the progress in the process. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it's also cool. Can, can you like can you are they like robotic levy units? Like, can I say go attack my neighbor and I launch an attack with them and basically have a attack on basically uh, two two people having an attack? It's are they going to attack me too, though? I, like I, I didn't do that personally, but it was expensive. So that makes me think that because it's expensive, like the bribe was cheap. The bribe was like 60 gold on online speed. But the the rating somebody else was like 170. That to me seems like levying. However, wouldn't it be kind of be more useful if they remain barbarian? Right. Because when you levy that you gain control of them. Well, I want them to attack. Right. So I, I'm guessing that doing the higher the clan Spend gold. Oh, no, it is. Okay, so it is like Levy because it says right permanently there. Permanently purchase. Permanently yeah. purchase the best military So, like, you can unit. purchase an Eagle Warrior from a clan, even though you're not the Aztecs. And then oh, no, you can it's right there. killing incite, people and gain workers. Incite clan. Spend gold oh. to encourage the clan to raid and attack the cities of another civilization. The clan yeah. will lose progress towards city-state conversion. So, you can hire the clan. That's where you're actually buying their military units and getting them like okay. mercenary th- that they're under your control. And then there's the inciting the clan, which is the they remain barbarians. So I don't have to mm-hmm. declare war on you to incite the clan. I'm just sending them your way, which I think is more appealing. Yes. Oh, I'm going to do that every time if I have a choice. But it seems like you have to do that or you spend your gold on like your economy. So like what do you, what's more important to you? I think that. I don't know. These seem more fun than corporations, to be completely honest. Like, I know we were saying when corporations, oh, this is a new staple. This is a new secret society. I don't know. I, I could see this being before corporations is just for fun factor. Um, the stuff that you can do with them. Until we create a game that's like the opposite, uh, the opposite of the, the Maori game, right? Where it's like, no city states. And now it's like, now there are city states everywhere. Everywhere. They're everywhere. That's when like the max city, the, the max city state counter in the game, it, it turns into nothing. It means nothing now. It's like. <laughs> you ever heard the expression, careful what you wish for, because it just might happen. That was a Maori game. We're like, wow, we wish we had more city states. And boom, here it is. Or, or a city state. That was the only ask for that game. A, a city, city state. state. One, one, one would have been good. All right, what else did they add in this update? Well, they added the leader selection pool. Mm. Oh my god. So, you can create I thought you can create an unlimited amount of pools, but no, you can't. I don't know why they limited it, but they did. You can create up to two custom pools of leaders for the single player and multiplayer games. What this does is allow players to create lists of leaders that can be chosen by others or by the AI. For instance, you might want to have one group of leaders 
for your friends in an online game. Let's give them Persia. Let's give them Macedonia. Let's give them Zulu. Let's give them the War Civs. They want to play War Civs, right? But then you can create another pool being like, okay, let's only have Defenders. Let's only have Georgia and Gaul and this and that. And so you have to pick from one of these guys. And then we can have like a little battle there. I think that's kind of cool. Have a random but not random at the same time. A, 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 randomly, a, a randomly not random game. English is really hard. I... <laughs> I do my best for you guys. You know that? You know? Do you know how hard I try for you guys? Come on the show every, speak every week. Speak English, Moy. Speak is, English. Is that, is that yeah. hard for you? Yeah, it's very difficult. Oh, yeah. you, you poor, you poor Canadian who grew up speaking English and have to speak English. It's so hard. It's so difficult. Hey, man, English is my worst subject. I'm just, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I think um, Foibles is gonna like this. You know. He can, he can next time he's on the show he can have that have the, the less aggressive civs <laughs> right. well now we can do the love language civs and like we who can do gets love who? language i don't know yeah. you get yeah. what you get yeah <laughs> uh, or we can we can do a proper big game hunter game where it's us three versus five super aggressive civs and we know like they'll yes. be random it'll all be like it'll be among most aggressive that could be fun that would be really fun i i think we're gonna use this one a lot like i was saying before that like even if it was just going through and when we're playing we want to do a random game but we don't want to be to see a sieve we've already been done before on the sieve show like within the last few weeks we just click them off and then we know that um any random one we any of us get it's going to be something we haven't seen uh in a few months so I, I see for us that being a cool feature for when we do our random games and for, yeah, sure. When we're fighting the AI, right? Because you can set it for humans, right? It doesn't have to just be AI. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, you can set it for humans, too. Perfect. So the next one for uh, sort of staggering. So you're going to cover the second point here because yeah. this is, this is, that's your baby. Um, but the first one, uh, they fixed an issue where the Balisikoi paid barracks replacement was not properly adding the combat strength increase for Lahore's Nihang units. So if you don't know what those do, they increase in strength for every barracks and armory and military academy you have. But since it's not a barracks, it didn't apply it properly. So they fixed that. Nostagmus, what do they do to you? So um, they're, they're, uh, they changed it so that the cavalry units for both Ethiopia and for Grand Colombia uh, no longer require a strategic resource to train. So... <laughs> Now you can just spam Lanero's. You don't need resources, which is just great. It it's a nobody asked for this. Nobody th- asked th- for this. Thumb, thumbs up, um, everyone. All the the Grand Columbia fans were getting a little were getting a little nervous after they tried to nerf us after the one update, and they decided that they were wrong. The the opness <laughs> is what was so great about the sieve, and so we need to make it op again. How do you make it op again? Let's make it free. To basically make Lanero's because they're also not that expensive production wise, right? Like they're pretty cheap. So I think they're like a third or something silly. Yeah. No, they're the, like maintenance is cheap. Is the production the same? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. production is the same. Their the, maintenance yeah. is super the cheap. Maintenance though. is cheap. Yeah. I want to. I, I want to say instead of six, it's like four or something like that. It's one instead of four. Oh yeah. It's yeah. still it's crazy. <laughs> Nuts. Minus three it's on a unit nuts. that strong. They want people oh to be able God. to hear the guitar riff every single time you click on it, and they want you to have more of the guitar riffs to hear as you're mm. building your army of Laneros to just nice. basically trample over everybody. That's smart, you know? and it, and it helps. It's it's because you need you need more than one of them for them to be powerful, right? Like they they need each other basically. This just allows you to build them in every single one of your cities at the same time. This is that's all this does. So yep. like every single one of your cities can just start producing Yaneros all the time. Not looking forward to the next time you play Grand Columbia. That's for sure. Zo, Zo, what happened to your to your to the next one? Now that you learned about it. Oh yeah, I know. Of course, of course. It's like, oh my god, this is great. No, 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 no. Now it's garbage. I I kind of agree with it. I get it. I get it. I I only just recently discovered Earth Goddess, and I was the one that was like, "Why is everybody talking so much about Earth Goddess?" And it's because it's a passive ability, and it's uh, you know, especially for someone like the Inca, who every mountain is is uh, breathtaking. So yeah, so now Earth Goddess doesn't give two; it gives one faith for breathtaking tiles. That's like a fifty percent decline. 
What's going on? That's crazy. Okay, well, we'll come back to this, but I see something in chat. We're, th we're thinking, okay, your narrows don't take resources to train if you're playing the base game. If you have Gathering Storm, it still requires horses. I think is what we're understanding from this. Because in the base game, you only, you only need like one horse or two horses, and you can train as many as you wanted. So it's saying in that game, you don't need any horses. But in Gathering Storm, you still need horses? I think so. So, oh, okay. Whatever, then I don't care about this update. <laughs> Screw this update. Yeah. This update sucks. It's a stupid update. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Because it says rise and fall. But then, no, but then it says Ethiopia, I guess. Okay. Yeah, because Yanero is Grand Colombia and the Oromo Cavalry is Ethiopia. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's saying if you have the base game and these packs, then, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Nystagmus. <laughs> sorry. So, no, okay, back to Earth Goddess. Back to Earth Goddess. This was such a needed change, honestly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm mad that people are mad about this. Yeah. It was pretty lame. Think of it this way. It's so good. It is so good. It's a no-brainer in every single every single circumstance. That's how good it is, right? These pantheons are not meant to be no-brainers. They're meant to be situational things that you pick based off of who you're playing or the direction of game you want to go. If you're playing Inca, maybe you still get this because it's still meant for Inca. It's still yeah, yeah. meant for Brazil, for all of these appealing things. And that's totally fine. But the fact that like it becomes broken when you can play anybody and pick this up and it's always good that's where it becomes a problem i think that coral trickster uh is totally right there too by saying that um with with preserves and groves they could because they make things breathtaking uh they'll i believe they'll turn charming into mm, breathtaking yeah. that means that that's even more opportunity for that for that to be the case so yeah it's they they, they release preserves and then they realize uh-oh this is pretty strong. So I think that's agreeable. It's pretty ridiculous. It was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> think of it this way. I mean, this is uh, Nystagmus, I think, will agree with me because this is just with balance changes with StarCraft. If something is being picked every single game, clearly it is good. It is so good mm -hmm. that like, even if they lose with it, it's being picked every single time. It's so, so good. They need to change something so that other parts of the other areas yeah. of the game are played are explored. Yeah. Basically, I'm going to build five banshees, six banshees. Why are you building seven banshees for? Like, because it, like, banshees were like basically spammed in the early game and in, in, um, in when StarCraft 2 first came out. So, yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. what they're doing for balance changes is, hey, why aren't people playing this one thing? Oh, because it never is good and it always sucks. Um, yeah. So why don't we make it better? And that's good testing. Like, I know Magic the Gathering does that, too. Right. So they'll have like um, they'll observe if a card is just in every single deck, even if it's not like a super powerful card, they'll be like, well, it's just everywhere. It's too good or sorry, it's too useful. And that's enough reason to nerf something. If, it, if it's everywhere, if it's ubiquitous, that there's no reason why you shouldn't take this, then yeah, I get it. And I agree with Moy that like there should be some dilemma. You know, it shouldn't be every single game, no matter what, this is going to help you. It's the equivalent to what Earth Goddess should be is... The things that also give you two faith, stone circles. Was with Earth, right, was right. Earth Goddess, was it as worth it as stone circles? No, no, it was better in every single way. You would never in your right mind take stone circles. Now you can debate it because it gives you two faith instead of one. Exactly. See? Yeah. That's all they point. wanted to do. There you go. Don't be mad about it. Just balance the meta changes. Change the meta. This is what we want. This is what we asked for for Civ. More updates to change the meta. You got it. Don't complain about it. That's. I'll leave it there. Yeah, Civ <laughs> community, quit your whining. I I, I hear it everywhere. I but well, like okay, cool. So at, at the very want, least but... in the Civ community, though, when they do this, there isn't like they're just saying like I don't know why they're doing it. They like they'll they'll still say like I don't know why they're doing it. At least with StarCraft two though, it was like man, Blizzard. Blizzard has a bias. Blizzard is biased against Protoss players, man. <laughs> Blizzard Blizzard hates the Protoss like. Like this really weird argumentation went down. Like they always need a Terran to win the world e games championship or something like that. And like when they always said their goal was in the Grandmaster leagues, they always wanted like thirty three percent be Protoss players, thirty three be Zerg, and thirty three be Terran, basically, right? So, yeah. but uh, at least in Civ though, it's more like 
the the arguments are a little bit more nuanced about the balance whereas like starcraft it was well, way yeah, starcraft's like, designed to be rock paper scissor yeah where civ is not <laughs> like there is a rock paper scissor in in that between cavalry archer range and and melee sure but that's it like not between not with anti-cavalry anymore man anti-cavalry are pretty yeah. strong now <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my rant on that. Let's go to the natural wonder changes. Cliffs of Dover. What up? Holla, Cliffs holla, of get Dover. Dover. Now when you discover the Cliffs of Dover, you get an automatic free spaceport uh in one of your cities. Uh <laughs> regardless of era. Wow. Like and it's it's crazy because like the ancient era really a spaceport's not gonna do much for you. Yeah, it's totally balanced. What are you gonna do? Take a thousand turns to build it to build the moon landing? Yeah, right. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> I mean, come Actually, on. Yeah, totally guys, balanced. Guys, like secretly though, the Cliffs of Dover have its has its own victory condition. You discover the Cliffs of Dover, you win the game. It just it just <gasps> automatic. Just the, the wow. victory screen pops up and be like, yeah, you discover the Cliffs of Dover. Um, you might as well just win now because it's so good. Uh, it, gives you, it gives you a choice. It gives you a choice. Is this a good tile? It's yes or no. If you say no, you lose. If you say yes. Then you win. There you go. That's how Carl justifies the Cliffs of Dover. Well, the, the lose Genius is like Carl. Good you move. see the Carl Barbarian appear and he shakes you, and then he breaks your screen, which actually breaks your computer. It's crazy what technology can do these days. <laughs> anyway, so Dover now gives three gold, three culture, two food. I think what did it do before? Like two gold, two culture. That's it. Yeah, two gold, two culture. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Couldn't even get food on it. Ugh. yeah disgusting so it's good that's it's good it's good enough crater lake crater lake now gives five faith instead of four i didn't really use crater lake that much i don't really care what's uh nystagmus why don't you go through the rest of them yeah so uh i i why'd you give me that one because you can't pronounce it boy it's uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Lisford, you the gives plus one production to adjacent uh adjacent tiles that's cool that's cool. That is pretty good, actually. I don't know what it did before, but it's that's just, pretty but good. Plus if I'm production? reading that right, it doesn't matter what you put there. You're getting a plus one production. No, it's ad- adjacent to the Lisfjord. Adjacent, adjacent to, to the it. Ma- yeah. I think it's a mountain, right? The tiles that are adjacent to the mountain get plus one production. Oh, but the if you tile. put a district on on there, it gets rid of it. And it I'm would gonna get rid of it. Oh, that's not good. Berate you really soon about this. Really, really, really oh, soon once we a, get there. From a video, right? Okay, yeah. So, uh, Giants Causeway uh, provides plus one culture to adjacent tiles. Mm. Um, the campus now receives a major adjacency bonus to Great Barrier Reef, which is like, yeah, um, kind of like, why, why wasn't big. that a thing before? Yeah. And then this one, I think, I think everyone just, their favorite wonder, their, everyone, I haven't heard anyone say, Petita, damn it, that, that wonder sucks. Um, yeah. So now they removed the major adjacency bonus for the theater square and the commercial hub from Petiti. Well, is okay. this the one I'm getting Hold berated on. for? Yep, that's timeout. Timeout. T. Okay. Hold your horses. I'm gonna mute one. my mic. Sure. One. Why on earth would you ever put anything beside Batiti when those tiles are just so good? Zo, do you care to explain why you put your holy sites? next to Batiti during our Gaul different perspective games. Uh, I believe it's because it, I got a massive like plus seven bonus when I did that. Incorrect. You got a plus four. It, well, it was the only four. It was the only place on the map that was giving me a plus four. That's why. Is, is, a plus, is plus four faith worth more than plus four culture and plus, I think, six gold plus the food plus the production? That you just threw out the door for yes. for faith. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because I also I needed I was going for a religion. Uh, I'm I I think it was more than plus four. And that was also months ago. So you're berating me for a choice I made months ago. <laughs> yes. And I will continue to do so. People because don't, people don't forget, man. People don't, people don't forget. I, I would have to rewatch <laughs> it. I would have to rewatch it. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that it was because I, I was going for a faith and I needed to get said faith. And then I, I don't got think you got faith. a faith that game though. That's it's kind of sad. Which game was this? Was this a different Gaul, perspective? The one or? era behind mod. The one era behind. The, I survived that game. I know, but you didn't get a religion. But, but you put your holy site there anyway. 
I, you do get an adjacency bonus for did being you, beside. Did you a watch the video, man? Like, it was like Dude, okay, it, it was like a joke. Now I'm trying to make. He put he put like the um he put like the guy from the office <gasps> going no 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 when you when you did it like in the video like it, it was I, I saw that part. I I don't understand why he did that honestly because you're replacing four culture, six gold, three production, and two food with four faith. Why? Why? Because I <laughs> why? I needed a religion. And that was uh, the no, best place don't. to put it. That was the best place to put it. And I think I won that game, didn't I? Pretty sure I won that game. You didn't get a religion. I'm pretty sure that I am going to beat you later down the road in that game. You're currently winning in the current in the current yields at 100 turns. But like, I think I could win that game before I, you can. I, I I I think I think you're caring a little bit too much about this, Moy. I care about things I love, and I love Petiti, and I can't hiss, hate to see you destroy its land. Like, if this is the game we're thinking of, like, is this the one where, like, why didn't you guys build closer to it? You guys, like, all stayed so far away. <laughs> okay, yeah, you got that. And I and I built, like, my I built one city here, and I built another city over here, because I was like, I want all these yields. I'm going to take me some yields here. You got a government literally like in half the time like that. than i'd i it took where's me 40 my, something you know turns where's to my get a b rating and where's, you took 20 where's my b rating to you there's no b rating everyone makes different choices it's okay it's okay different strategies yeah, some different are inherently tactics. just wrong hey I, getting that government early it it stacked up and i got a bunch of bonuses you that you didn't get uh, in that particular case so right? i could say right. this right the argument against doing something wrong isn't, well, look at the right thing I did like a while ago. Yes, I may have been wrong, but remember, like you can't be like driving your you can't be like driving your car and you run through a stop sign and be like, well, yeah, but I stopped at the red light like three well, blocks okay, down. But no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna challenge you there. I'm gonna challenge you. So for me, <laughs> I had I had a Michael going what moment when I watched it and I saw that you guys did you you built your city so far from this amazing wonder. I'm like, why would you do that? The yields are so great. Why would you do that? Uh, I settled in place, okay? I settled in place. To move two over. But then your argument is, the yields are so great. Now let me get rid of the yields by building districts around them. Like, like (laughs) even within your own, like, logical fallacy. That's true. Honestly, I have no recollection of, like, the circumstance that you're speaking to. Uh, So now I'm, like, while, while the podcast is going on, we should I, all watch that video together, man. Looking it up. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go back. Let's go back to the the patch government notes here. updates. Who wants to go through government updates? I would like to because that's when that's another soft spot that everyone had during this update, right? All right, go for it. Yeah. So okay, so they made the policy slots different. So autocracy, one military, one economic, one diplomatic, one wild card. Autocracy. Yeah. So that before it was what two economic? I think. Um. It. Uh, let me pull it up. Let's let's do it in real time. No, no, no. I, I can I can actually see it because I can compare it. So yeah, it was two military, one economic, zero diplomatic, and one wild card. That was the old autocracy. I don't know why autocracy had two military slots. It made no sense to me because you get two military slots, but then like you do nothing with it because why would you take it when you have oligarchy, which gives you combat strength? This makes a lot more sense. So keep going with what 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 they do to oligarchy. So oligarchy now has two military. One economic, zero diplomatic, one wild card. That makes much more sense. You get combat strength bonus, and you get two two uh, military military cards. Makes a lot of sense. I'm a little sad though. I'm a little sad because oligarchy was like my go-to since it was so versatile. It's like, oh, I get one of everything, and I get combat strength. Wow, that's amazing. Now I have to really think, really rethink. Yeah, because you don't get the diplomatic one now, right? So monarchy. Um, so they kind of changed it around. So I think the big change here is. So now it's two military, one economic, one diplomatic, and two wild cards. So I think you had three military before, right? Yeah, and, and then, only one wild card. And only one wild card. So they move one from the military to the wild card, which only makes it better, in my opinion, right? Like, because wild card is just more flexible, so that it just makes it better, I think. And then Merchant Republic has one military, two economic, two diplomatic, and one wild card. So the two diplomatic is a change. They yeah. took away a wild card for a diplomatic. Oh man! That so it makes it that makes it less powerful, I think. Yeah, because diplomatic, like what you you put in the plus one gold for every envoy, and then like what you struggle with the next one because I don't know what else to put in there. What else do you put in there? Plus fifty percent spies. I don't know. I think it's a nerf. 
I think that it is a nerf. Every, it everyone is. everyone takes Merchant Republic. It's a fantastic government, right? Now, now, so much, now monarchy is great. Yeah, <laughs> I, you, I, I, I feel from this like, and then in addition to the housing, monarchy now gives plus two favor from Renaissance walls. Yeah, that's a nice add-on. I I kind of feel like they really want people to pick monarchy. Like that, like, yeah, that's the feeling I'm I, getting. I could say just nobody was picking monarchies. People are just r- rushing and skipping it entirely. I get it. I get it. like three militaries a lot. Three military slots a lot. Yeah. A- a lot. AOC is cool. I always felt like it was a choice between getting the best cards, classical Republic, combat buff, all the archie or iffy cards, but best af- effect autocracy. I feel like autocracy is a go now uh, is a go to now in most circumstances. Yeah, I actually agree. For uh, war, autocracy also auto- gives you yeah, plus the 10%, wonder bonus. 10% wonders. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, autocracy, but like oligarchy it, it's doubling down on military, right? Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. If you want to go military, you go for that and then now the autocracy is kind of like the middle of the road one and then classic republic is your is still the same Greedy. as it was before. Yeah, like I want to get money, give me all my money. Well, I would say non non aggressive Non-war, I think he was about to say, as he drops off. <laughs> I loved Monarchy. I'm sad that it won't be the hipster choice anymore. I agree AOC is cool because everyone keeps... Everyone here was saying, I, I don't like Monarchy. I was like, I was picking Monarchy like every game. Like, <laughs> I always picked Monarchy. <laughs> I used to, but not not recently I haven't been. Yeah, I've but been skipping again, no one's going to go by me because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of like a blindfolded player that just kind of like stumbles their way through the game. And if they win, like last week... I kind of stumbled into the victory as opposed to like actually like set out a goal and did it right. So, but I was, I was the hit. I'm the hipster, I guess. Cause I keep choosing the weird stuff and you keep losing. So keep that in mind. Yeah. We said I didn't build a holy sign. And put, no, <laughs> Buildings update. I think this is huge. I think this is actually huge arenas in the Tlachi, which is the arena for the, for the Aztecs give you plus two amenities. So does the Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel gives you plus two amenities too. This is huge. Why is this huge? Because Scotland just gets so many. It can get so many amenities now. There, like, if you're playing Scotland, you're gonna build at least a couple of entertainment complexes to make sure you have those amenities. And this just makes it so much easier to get to ecstatic as Scotland. They're already, in my opinion, a tier before this patch. Now, I might, I might bump them up a bit. They might go to that up that maybe they stay in A tier, but like mm, they might be in my personal S tier. I love Scotland, man. I don't know, man. Tier list is dead. We don't do that anymore. (laughs) Well, I have my own personal rank, okay, but for my own personal play style and Scotland right up there, baby. I think just this also just makes it easier to deal with like war weariness, right? Because like we're finding out in our game with Van Bradley, like if you're at war for too long, man, it just like gets ridiculously how bad your war weariness gets. Right. And so I think it's just like, I find if, if you're also, you spawn and you don't have enough luxury resources, you're kind of screwed. And entertainment complexes sometimes without the extra amenities, just, they don't, they're, they're just not enough to expend like a district tile to build. Right. Like for what you get. So you got to make it worthwhile now. And they're, and I think they're, I think they're uh, eventually getting that. This next building, though, oh, this I, I, I've never built this before, ever since we played Civ, and I might consider it now. It's the audience chamber. It's in the government plaza. Usually, I would go for the plus fifty percent settler, the ancestral hall, and then whenever you settle a city, you get a free builder. I always go that one, like ninety nine percent of the time. Now, audience chamber. It gives you plus two amenities and plus four housing. You know who this would be really, really good for? Scotland. Maya. I'm just, I just say it's always Scotland with you. Like, Scotland, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> Scotland. I was going to say Inca plus two would be really good for anyone who builds tall. So, you know, yes. uh, Congo. So, audience Chamber gives you bonuses if you have governors in them. And they give you penalties if you don't have governors in them. So then if you're only limited to like six or seven cities maya perfect right governor in each city and you got plus four housing in every city and you're building tall you're building huge at that point man i want to try that like i think that'll be a lot of fun and then out of curiosity for the next one was toronto a city state in like rise and fall 
Yeah, it was. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. just making sure. I'm just making sure. And then a gathering storm. They're like announcing Canada. And then me and Zoe. Yeah. And then we played them. And then no. <laughs> I like Canada. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. So what happened to Toronto and Mexico City? So they added the um, uh, water park building uh, to both of them. I don't. So like what they have now, they have like a entertainment con- or no, they have a yeah water park district just in them. Just randomly. I think so. So you can take over like why? Other than the fact that you can take it over, then you get it. Why would why? I don't know. I don't know either. It's, it's I, Carl in the chat. You can ask Carl. Carl! Does it affect trade routes? Talk about... Uh, Maybe. Talk about Cliffs Dover again. That will summon him. Cliffs Dover sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. Hey, hey, it gives you a free spaceport in the ancient era. Come on. All right. Um, And then... Okay, let's skip over Red Death. Let's uh, skip over Red yeah. Death. Who cares about Red Death? Uh, Ethiopia. Go ahead. Yeah, fix an issue with an extra great work slots on a building would disappear when a bank created by a great merchant. We were, oh, really? That ha- oh, that would suck. <laughs> Wait, fixing extra great work slots on a building would disappear when a bank created by a great merchant would be replaced by the Gilded Vault. During the Secret Societies, yeah. Wow. I had no idea. That would suck. And then uh, Byzantium Gold Pack fixed an issue where the Culture Industry Golden Policy Card would provide plus 25% production to specialty districts when it should only apply to non-specialty districts. <laughs> wow. Imagine. You get plus 25% production to every district? Yeah. That's crazy good. Yeah, that's why they it's changed it. It's only supposed to apply to like aqueducts and yeah. like dams and how, neighborhoods. Not every <laughs> single district in a stupid <laughs> in the city. It almost sounds like the tourism monopoly book. Oh wait, I forgot. That's not yeah. mentioned in here. By the way, did you notice that? There is one fix to it, though. No, there's not. There's one fix in there. There's one fix. Is there a fix? Yeah, yeah. So in the Vietnam Kublai Khan pack, um, so Maui's inventions will only spawn a random resource that's already in the world. To prevent players from being granted uh, a monopoly on a single resource. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think that's exactly the problem. That's part of the problem. It's not the whole problem. Well, get, that would yeah, be kind that would of... Be, that would be, just having one. That oh. would be kind of broken, though, if you got Maui and you just said, oh, now there's only... There were no turtles before. Now there are turtles, and now I have all the turtles, and now I have a monopoly because... 100% monopoly. Here comes yeah. the 500 tourism, baby! Let's go! <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Fix an issue causing Kublai Khan's agenda to not count negative modifiers towards military power. Don't really care. Fix the crash. That would occur when a player trying to steal a corporation from another player. What does that mean? Does that mean a great work? Like a I think product? I think the product, How does yeah. One steal the, a corporation? The product. The product. Hmm. Okay. That would make you can no longer uh, you can no longer select no and stop asking to uh, human players in multiplayer. Can't do that anymore. Imagine if you clicked that by I think they because if you clicked it by accident and suddenly they couldn't ask for it anymore, that would suck. I think that's why they got rid of it because realistically, human players don't spam with <laughs> requests, right? Challenge accepted, boy. Challenge accepted. I can just ignore it. I, just, I don't even have to click it. You know what I mean? With a with a single player, it always just comes up right on my screen. It just comes right, right there, right there, right there, right there. It's because the AI doesn't respect you, boy. The AI doesn't respect you. <sighs> okay, Anastasia, let's listen. <laughs> Done with you today. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. All right, let's go through these AI changes. Though. I'm excited about these changes. Who wants to who wants to go through the AI changes? So why don't you do it? I think that AI, yeah, now that I think about it, I don't think the AI uses air units, but I also kind of like that the AI doesn't use air units. I know, right? So now there's a bigger bias towards not only building units, but air units, but actually using formations for air units, using their air units, having them readily available and using anti-air gun so i guess that's 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 cool if you like fighting airplanes but that's later game ai fixes right because yeah. th- that was the thing about people complain about they never build uh airplanes and airplanes are incredibly powerful in the late game so it's very easy for you to build bombers and just bomb everything at least if they have anti-air guns it makes it harder for you and that was the point just remember, to make it a remember little bit harder. when remember when airplanes were garbage i do yeah well 
So the AI will place larger value on trades that include strategic resources needed to build air units. So they yeah, like so they basically have oil. said now we're going to make sure that they start building air units and that they 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 want aluminum. I wish that they had that for you know when they're trading aluminum and like I think I don't I think aluminum is a strategic resource so they don't like trading strategic resources, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. So I guess that's good. Uh, AI is more likely to make a deal for strategic resources related to air units. AI increased desire to engage in culture race. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. That's awesome. No easy culture wins now. Yeah. They understand you're going to win. Oh, it's time for I got to build culture now. Uh, strength and biased against building too many spaceports. Yeah. They, yeah, they when you like play the fun. AI, when they get to the space point, no, every city, every city that can <laughs> builds a spaceport. And it's like, I think you there's only so many missions. I think five or four, four, four things you can actually yeah, build. Yeah, there's not a lot. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've taken note of that. AI will not build units that require an ongoing resource they don't have. Okay, that's smart. I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you have to build a tank or an artillery, even though your oil is limited. Uh, I yeah. guess I don't know if that. I think that would make the game easier. If anything, if the AI is opting to build less oil-dependent units. Yeah, but then they also have like they if they value it more, so they'll either trade for it or they'll conquer Maybe. your land to get it. Maybe. And then fixed issue where the AI would offer more gold per turn than intended for low value items. I get it. Do you know how much gold per turn they offer for one luxury resource? They offer like 10 plus 13, 15, like around there per turn mm. for mm-hmm. one luxury resource. And it could be a duplicate of yours. Do you know how many times I took advantage of that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I learned this in our first uh, different perspectives video. Somebody somebody's commented on the video. Oh, potato McWhiskey would have settled immediately on the luxury resource and sold it to the first person they found. And then I thought about that. I'm like, why would they why would he do that? You don't need the luxury resource when you when you initially spawn. What you get five percent bonus yields to not five percent to what three? So it's like not even point five of a food. So it made so much sense. So ever since I saw that comment, I've started doing it huge difference early game they only offer like three or four gold per turn but then like in the classical era which is terms like 50 not that far still they'll offer 15 gold a turn for this thing for this for stupid chocolate they just want chocolate it's like that guy in spongebob just constantly chasing them chocolate that's how that feels i kind of want some chocolate now now we're talking about chocolate chocolate they don't have chocolate in civ it's called cocoa cocoa Chocolate, but like they a have European it as a chocolate thing. bar. They don't even have it as the bean. It's know, like eh? clearly it a chocolate, like a chocolate bar. <laughs> no, it's cocoa. It's not chocolate. It's cocoa. Whatever, man. And then this was funny. The, uh, the UI update uh, fixed an issue where a civilization's data would be erased from CO2 levels uh, graph after they were removed from the game. I didn't know that. That's just like, oh, CO2 is terrible. All I got to do is destroy the country and that's it. It'll all go away. Well, technically, I didn't even know that was an issue. The, the pollution would still be there. Well, I didn't know either. Now I found out. It's like it's like finding out three months later that you built a, you know, a faith building somewhere that made someone really angry. And you're like, what? That's a thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fixed an issue where sleep icons were missing from unit list on the world tracker. Whatever. Okay. I, never used I that didn't anyway. see that. And then, oh, this one's interesting. Various text updates. That's it. Wow. We, we, That's we probably Civilpedia stuff. We don't do uh, console. When no, no. when they do crossover, cross-platform, maybe we'll talk console, but um, we're not gonna. I don't. I, we don't. We don't really. There are console updates, though. You guys, can you, take, you can take read a the patch at. notes. We'll we'll put a link to it in the show notes. We'll put a link to it on our Discord as well. You can find all that information if you play console. You can find it all yourself. It's at the very bottom of the list. Uh, clearly shows their priority for consoles at the bottom of the list. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But yeah, what, what, I think th- my legitimately favorite part is the fact that they nerfed Earth Goddess. That is my favorite part about this thing because I want to see other pantheons be chosen other than Earth Goddess. I don't want to see it every game. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. 
pick stone circles, pick God of the Forge, pick religious settlements again. I don't care. Uh, just, just like, pick something else, guys. For real. I don't know. What's your favorite part? Uh, my favorite is the government update. Uh, I love governments um, because it has such a far-reaching effect on the game, and this is going to be big. And I think that, you know, I think the way that governments have been set in Civ is they, they are somewhat, they're supposed to be less about versatility and more about, you know, being specialized in something. Uh, and then they just become more and more and more and more that way until you get to a point where you're now getting negatives to, to things. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Like, I always did not like that autocracy gives you a wonder bonus, but then it gives you two military slots. And it's like, yeah, well, it didn't make sense. That's dumb. Like that doesn't. So what? So if I want, I can take uh, the, you know, bonus Kovi or whatever it's called that gives you the 15% to wonder bonus and that, but I can't also take plus one production. That's not me really being a wonder maker. And really, if I could go and, you know, use like uh merchant or not merchant republic take a uh, classic republic and be better at building wonders than the government that's supposed to be good at building wonders i don't know i like yeah. align it make it so i think that's that's huge i think autocracy now being what oligarchy used to be right because i think oligarchy it was it was reversed yeah, it was right? the so one, one, one. Yeah. around yeah um and oligarchy which was a military one being versatile it's like, well, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you having that the oligarchy, which is one of each, was very versatile, uh, and now and you get the military bonus. I never, I never got that. Uh, like, I, I, I guess they did it to make it so that it wouldn't be more broken. But like, well, be specialized. You know, that's what I think. They, yeah, I think they didn't want to focus so much on the military part. I think maybe during their playtesting, maybe it was too powerful. Or if you wanted to focus military and you got oligarchy, maybe it was too powerful. So we'll see. We'll see if people yeah, start taking like, why, over people with but warriors. Why, I guess, but what I what I didn't get is like why have the diplomatic diplomatic component, you know, in in, yeah, in oligarchy? That didn't make why sense. Yeah. If, if you're if you're war, why do you get a diplomatic component? I think this That's makes true. sense. Autocracy. You do have a diplomatic component because you know it's that's just basically like you know primitive monarchy is what autocracy is, right? And then, yeah, oligarchy is military. So you're not talking to people. You're not diplomatizing. Uh, I think that makes much more sense. And then what they did to monarchy makes between monarchy and merchant republic, that is a nerf. Um, yes. they, they have they have made monarchy better. But I think that makes sense because it's just so out of place, I guess, monarchy. Like, like um, that it's, you know, having three military slots i don't know like none of the other ones are anything close to that it was very strange to fill those three slots it was very strange yeah Yeah. it wasn't super and and now like this is actually like monarchy is you get it sooner you get Mm -hmm. uh, a good variety having two wild cards is a huge deal and then getting that with your renaissance buildings or sorry your renaissance walls you're getting diplomatic favor there are so few ways to get diplomatic favor in Civ. And now, you know, with monarchy, you can do it. And I guess the idea is like, look at my walls. They're so amazing. Be in awe of them. It's like, yeah, you're not attacking me. You've got walls. You're just defending. You're going to defend me. Yeah. I don't know. I guess how <laughs> you want to theme it. But, but yeah, monarchy is huge now. Like, I think you're going to see, we're going to play a lot more monarchy because it takes... It's like two whole civics away to get Merchant Republic. Uh, but Merchant Republic is awesome. It's an awesome government. Uh, and it's just the two wild cards, uh, mm-hmm. right? It's two two economic, two wild cards before? Or? Uh, it was two economic, yeah, two economic, two, economic, two, wild, two card, wild cards, one military, one diplomatic. One diplomatic. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, that, and then and then the um, the other one was what? Two, one, two, two, one. What was? Um, Theocracy was... Two two military, one, two, one two, economic, two. one two two two. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is this is interesting. I think the Merchant Republic, the big one too, though, is just the passive ability. I think you get a a bonus when you uh, it's fifteen percent cheaper to to buy buildings or something like that. Uh, I thought it was plus fifteen percent gold for established governors. Okay, cities with established. So that's governors. a big deal. Fifteen percent um, gold is a big deal. So yeah, I like this. I like the and I think it just makes more sense. Like Merchant Republic, it, keeping the peace, you know, 
so AOC is cool in the chat mentions uh, autocracy was fine. I'm iffy on it. Don't fix it if it ain't broken. I don't think the governments were the problem. While I agree with you, the governments weren't a problem. Everyone went the same governments every game. And mm-hmm. that is it's not a problem in itself because you are enjoying it and you are not thinking about it. And like it makes sense to you. But in terms of think about the people who make who make the rules of the game and how like if you had to make a rule for a game and you're really proud of it it was autocracy but suddenly no one's choosing it and you're kind of bummed about it because there's a whole aspect of the game that's just not being used and not being explored and so they changed it because it was you didn't have to think about what governments you picked it was always the same ones so now Mm -hmm. it's more situational now you go autocracy maybe if you're going wonders and economy but if you want to go full military you go oligarchy that at least doubles your doubles your 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 gameplay because i I always went oligarchy every time and like just think of the 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 root concept of the governments right autocracy is is essentially that's your 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 king your pharaoh that's one person's in charge and they get stuff done when i think of one person's charge i guess i think of like the pharaoh of egypt build me a pyramid get it done whereas an oligarchy is supposed to be like a group of families that basically control everything that to me seems more like a feudal system uh where they're vying for for power and that to me seems more militaristic uh an oligarchy uh because it's not one power it's several powers there's an advantage to that in that your power is dispersed right which i think they're demonstrating here with your increased uh military but there's also a limitation in that there's not like one unified voice right and so they're saying well with with classic republic it's like a democracy. There's a there there is a voice there. They're gonna have diplomacy. And with autocracy, I'm the king. What I say matters. I'm gonna sign these treaties. So I get it. I like that. I think it it's more fitting for the actual nature of the governments. Uh, what they've done here. I I agree. We're running out of time. Let's wrap up. Uh, apologies, Nastangus had to leave in the middle of this podcast. Uh, so just a heads up. He he had to go. But let's wrap up here. Sounds good. Uh, oh, you want me to wrap it up? Oh, okay. yeah, you're, you're the wrap upper now, man. You're the rapper. I am the rapper. Yeah, you're the rapper. Yo, yo, yo. I'm here to say that the Civ show's done for another day. Come back too soon and you will see Moy and Nystagmus and Zozoe. Yeah, that was, that was almost good. And then the Zozoe didn't. No, I think it was the yeah that did it. No. Yeah. yeah. What is this? What are we I crossing your know. arms? Like I was on, crossing guy. my arms, like we do. Give me gang that, signs. What's going on, man? Look at Relax. that. I got, I got some, some. There you go. Thanks. Speak kindness. Uh, anyways, Moy, tell them about your Twitter. My Twitter or like well, Twitter it's our general? Twitter, but your tweeting. Uh, you invented Twitter, right? Isn't that? Yeah. Isn't that? The I invented case? this. I invented the Civ Show Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I invented the whole platform. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Twitter is where you can find The Civ Show. It's where you can find the most recent and up-to-date information about one, civilization, and two, The Civ Show, and also everybody within The Civ Show community. We have other creators. We have other uh, artists. If you draw art that's Civ-related, tweet at us. We'll retweet it. No problem. If it's really cool, we don't mind promoting people who provide... who, who build cool things if you build cool things let us know and we'll retweet it and show our whole community it uh but you got to do that at the Civ show excellent excellent and what about the tubes that nystagmus has been developing uh nystagmus uh if, I, if, I'm, if I'm getting this this right in the in uh, i think i'm hearing this morse code correctly uh he's he's um he he invented this way where people can watch videos and they can watch the Civ Show videos on this YouTube. And, uh, you know, uh, you can find our, our Civ 6 from different perspectives on there. You can find a stag. He, he makes a Better Know a Leader, a, a, a historical series that he takes for every Civilization 6 leaders. He's reimagining the series as well. He's going to be producing a really high production uh, content piece for his next one. And it's also where you can find raising reviews with raising Zozo. It's also where you can find all of the past streams as well from our Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday streams. And it's also where you can find some reaction videos from Moy. That's me. Yeah, at the Zip Show. Boom. And where can uh, where can they get where can they get intimate with us? Yeah. So, no, Moy, it's getting intimate. Uh, of course, they can get intimate with us 
on our Discord channel. Join us on our Discord. It is the watering hole of the Civilization Show, Civ Show community. Um, we talk about all sorts of stuff. We share pet pics, and it's always a good dialogue going on. Something new to learn every day. Uh, and then, of course, as you know or may not know, the Civ Show now offers five days of Civ Show. You can tune into the main show on Sunday evenings, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe uh, we'll have Van Bradley back on the show this Sunday. So always a good time Part with Van three, Bradley. Final, Part the three, finale, the, the finale. finale, the finale, the wow. finale. I know we get three sessions. We might see another victory. That'd be two in a row for a victory screen that we might I know, man. This is see. Crazy. There's a ninety. Uh, there Lloyd's and House or whatever, poor poor and Sacks or whatever is giving a ninety five percent chance of uh, a victory for the uh, alliance between Moy and Van Bradley. Uh, Lloyd's of London. That's it. Lords oh. of London. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 5% chance for Mystagus myself to win. Uh, we don't have planes. That's the issue. So tune in on Sunday. You can join Monday. You got afternoon tea with Nystagmus at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good morning amenities with Raising Zozo. Supposed to be around 9. They've been starting around 10. Uh, we'll, we'll work. We're working on that. The mornings are so hard for Zo. That's why he obviously chose the morning to do his show it's flex hours here at the civ show we don't really have a boss you guys are the boss so you you guys gotta let him know that he's late every time you guys every gotta let time. him know he's late he's gotta show up on time to work pull up your pants boy get to work uh and then of course you got moy at night on wednesdays around seven o'clock i believe he's continuing his revolutionary recon war of the world 7 p.m so here hard, on the Civ bro. show and then every week we wrap up here at the Civ podcast 10 30 p.m eastern standard time so that's five days of Civ for you guys okay so we want you to tune in like subscribe all of those things and just join us that's it we just want you to play some Civ, talk some Civ, have some Civ. okay all right, I hope you guys enjoyed today. It was lots of fun, and we will see you soon. See you on Sunday, Vampire Part Sunday. 3.